Beautiful soul, have you ever wanted to speak to angels? Do you believe angels can support you in your daily life? If this is you, go onto my website, theangelmedium.com and sign up for our email list. As a gift for signing up, I'm going to send you 31 healing meditations that if you do daily, they're going to help you tap into your angels and your own intuition. Start using these today and you'll start to see changes in 31 days. Now take a deep breath. Ask your angels to surround you with love, fill you with joy, infuse you with ease. And remember, your angels say that any messages that resonate with you in today's episode are meant just for you. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. Today, we're here with Lena, who is just a beautiful, radiant soul and has two wonderful angel stories to share with us. Lena, welcome to the, to the show. Hi, Julie. I am so excited to be here. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, of course, of course. Um, so I'm going to have you take it away and share your stories. Okay. So Julie, before I share my story, I think it's relevant. I share my background a little bit. All right. So to start, I grew up Catholic. And so I was not spiritual at all. And there was this big division, you either one or the other one. So I grew up as Catholic as it gets, going to Catholic school, Sunday mass, all that. But also something that it just came to realize no long ago, where possibly that disconnect was, is that also I was brought up in a way that there's nothing else after you die. So pretty much you go, you died. And that's it. So I was never into my angels and my guides or anything like that. So it I, you know, it was this big gap between goddess out there and I am down here. So how do I bridge this? No clues, right? So life passed. And if I just fast forward until maybe about five to six years ago, and I think a lot of us that are into this journey, we all have this moment that we feel, you know, that is you get, you hit a low point and you're, you get depressed and all that. So I did have that moment. So um, at this moment in my life, I was I was pretty depressed. I even have suicidal thoughts, um, you know, just seemed pretty dark. In that moment, I, I was doing all the right things that I knew to do. Let's go to mass, let's pray, I have a therapist. Um, I even had, you know, I had an antidepressants, um, do exercise that good that is good for you eat the right thing so I was doing all the things that are supposed to make you feel good right all by the book and yes I was feeling good but nothing was sustainable it was you know you get a moment in your medicine that you either you stop taking it and the happy feelings go away and or you just need more right you know like this is not enough you know the doses I have are not doing anything for me so, okay, yeah, go and do exercise. So you get that high for two hours and then you go back to bed feeling all deflated. Um, yeah, like everything works while you do it. You stop and you just kind of go back to the same place. 
So I'll say this was before, it was before the pandemic. I remember this moment. I was in my bathtub and I was crying. It was a Sunday. It was a Sunday morning and I was just there. I'm going to take a bath. And I was just crying and crying. And I took my phone and I, I wasn't into podcasts just yet, but I said, I'm going to listen to a podcast. And I type angels and your podcast came up. So I was like, oh, okay, let's just listen to this and <laughs> see what happens. Um, so I started listening. I said, okay, no, Lena, open mind. You know, let's not judge anything. Let's just listen. So I was just taking it in and okay. And then your story. <laughs> All right. You know, I just kept listening without like putting any judgments or anything. I went, okay, this is maybe there's something else. So it just pretty much it was that moment. I do think my awakening started right there, but it was a very slow start. I had, so it was kind of that planted the seed of being curious that I didn't have to do life alone, that maybe there's something there more. I didn't know what it was, but there's something more there that could help me. But I still had all this, no, but I have therapy on Monday, but I have these books and I have this medicine to take and I have to do all these things, right? So I kept listening to you and that was just kind of like there, okay, this is, I'll take out, you know, my morning walk, what I'll listen to you and I'll just go on with my day. So I do think the seed was planted and working in the back of my head. But so with the time passed, you know, I got into the whole, okay, so now I had all these traumas and I have to heal all these wounds and I have to work through all this. So I kind of focus on that. So I drifted away a little bit, you know, from you or from the whole, everything that there's a possibility of more. Um, So I started just, you know, doing all my, all my work, right. All my, yeah, all my healing, my inner child, right. Everything. So, so it just fast forward to past December I came across your book. So I was, oh my gosh, she's here again. This is a sign. So I bought the book um, and I was in a good place. We recently moved to where I am right now, which is, you know, the desert. In, um, we moved from the city to a calm, pretty much in the middle of nowhere. We are in a very open space. So, all right, I'm going to listen to, you know, I'm going to listen to the book. Um, see, you know, maybe this is the time, right? So I started listening so first thing that came into my mind was like, I could have done this alone. I didn't have to do all this healing by myself here and then do this here. You know, all my angels could have helped me. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I, was, I had all this, you know, angels here, all this army here helping me. And I had put them on hold while I was doing my work. Um, yeah. You all could have worked together. But anyway, things happen in the way they're supposed to happen. I was ready then. So that comes my first angel story. So I am here as the good rule follower I am and reading the book, following all the, you know, all the homework and everything that it is to do. So I came across my guardian angel. So all right, so I read the whole thing. Um, um, and as Catholic, you know. You do talk about guardian angels, you know, you pray to your guardian angel and all that, but it's very disconnected. But it was the first part that resonated the most. Okay, this is something that I have heard of, you know, that. So let's just start with my guardian angel. So I got into a meditation. 
So I did start meditation like about five years ago. So I was in a good place to just get into that energy of oneness and just getting there. So I'm doing my meditation and I do ask, okay, how many guardian angels do I have? So I have four. <laughs> I said, okay, so who, who is here with me? Who is, you know, guiding me right now? And Peter came up. But of course, I, was, I don't know, that was just a name that came to mind. You know, that's no, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> it's not this easy. So, okay. So that day, um, I had to drive my daughter to volleyball and the drive is long. It's about an hour. So getting in the car, I was getting ready to listen to a book. So I go into my Audible app and I open the app just to continue listening to the book I was listening to. And the first book that appears in there is Peter the Rabbit. And I'm like, I didn't buy this. <laughs> I was sitting here. So this, you know, I continue with it now. This is just, they made a, you know, one of those glitches that they download things for you, or maybe I did it by mistake. I go into my purchase history, nowhere to be found. I never bought the book. I never downloaded nothing. And the book was bought and downloaded. It's like two different steps that you have to take. You buy it and then you have to download it. But no, the book was ready to start. And I was like, <laughs> like I look at my daughter and I, I tell her and she's like, mom, so now you know the name of your guardian angel. Let's invite her for the ride. <laughs> so I was like, okay, <laughs> no, that's just coincidence. Anyway, we arrive at the volleyball practice at that, and that day her trainer, her coach didn't show up and it was a substitute coach. So this guy comes in and he says, good morning. My name is Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so then my daughter is standing behind him and she's like, oh, mom. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She's like, how much proof do you need? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So now I know his name is Peter and he's been... So now with my daughter, she's 12 and she, like every time we get into the car, she's like, I already invited Peter, mommy. <laughs> He's taking care of us. <laughs> Isn't that so sweet? I mean, that she gets to learn as she sees you walk through your journey. She gets to believe and come into more validation herself that she has angels and that she's not doing this all along, all alone either, that she's got a big, huge spirit team on the other side, helping her every step of the way. Right. Yes. And that is, you know, and it's in such an organic way, like she's going through like my aha moments without having to like, let's sit down and let's explain this, right? It's more like, oh my God, they're there. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Can we go back to something that you started with earlier though? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think we've ever talked about this on the show before, but what was it like to grow up in a way where people said there was nothing after life, like after we pass? I mean, at that time, I guess I don't know because it's normal, sure. right? Because you didn't know any different. Exactly. You don't know any difference. But now that I look at, and it just feels like, um, it just feels something very distant from you. Like, like more like you're checking boxes, right? Like, okay, this is how I'm 
you know, this is all the things that I need to do. Like I go to school, I do this. Oh, and I go to Sunday mass or, you know, and I have, you know, mass during my school hours and I have to do this. Oh, and I'm now turning 10. So then I have to go through my first communion and I do all this. So it just feels, at least for me, that was my experience. It felt like growing up, it just felt like there's nothing different. Yeah. And then as I grew up and then I moved, I am originally from Colombia. So the majority of the population is Colombia. I is sorry, of course it's Colombian. It's Catholic. And you know, so then it's very normal that you just go, okay, so I'll see you after mass. It's just something very embedded into the culture. Um, so you will think that, or at least myself, my experience, that you will be more into that, the energy and the love and all that. But in my experience is the opposite. It's kind of like, this is just something we do because it is in the culture. Yeah. Um, so then as I moved away and I started experiencing different religions, different ways of thinking, even seeing the same Christians and Catholics going into mass with a completely different, you know, like the whole energy was just very different. It was like, oh my God, there's more to it. But instead of becoming curious, I became really angry, being honest. That was my experience. I just became like, no, this is, that's not the way it is. Like you are... All this, I've been told by all these people that I am supposed to do all this, but you don't see it being practiced, right? You don't feel the love, the support, the faith. So in my experience, I got angry. I actually got really, and that was part of when I got really depressed. I was, I was angry at God. Like, you know, you are a God that punishes, you know, why, you know, I'm here feeling like this because of you kind of like getting into yeah. that moment. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm feeling mad at my parents and all that. Like, we're supposed to love, you know, everybody, love each other. And then we have all these conditions. We have all these judgments. So it was all this disconnect is how how it was. And then now that I am here is kind of like things start falling into the puzzle and understanding that maybe thinking that this life is all we have. And no, and I'm not saying that all Catholics think that way. That was just my parents' belief, right? That we died on that's it. Yeah. So it was this, so then it kind of makes me feel like compassion and empathy, right? If we feel that alone, of course we feel all this fear, right? There is, so if I'm just living from for, I don't know, 10 more years, 20 more years, or if I don't know something can happen today to me and that's it, that's it. So there's kind of like, I don't know, I just, why, why do I have to do good, right? You know, my, right. my soul is no, no evolving to something else, right? So it's just whatever I do, I'm done, right? So it's, I don't know, there's, you, you feel it. And then, you know, I speak to my parents um, and then you sense, I think the best word to describe it is that you sense that fear on them 
that is just more thinking that there's no more is more unknown than knowing that is more. I don't know if that makes sense. Say that one more time. Just, I, I think that if you are totally certain that there is nothing else after, it is more scary than knowing that there is more after that, you know, so you have to, you know, you go like, okay, you know, there is, I'm being taken care of. Um, what I'm doing here is helping my soul evolve. So I'm doing all this work for something greater than my next 10, year, 10 years of life. Yeah. It just kind of expands that faith and that, I don't know, just, it feels more expansive thinking that there is more. I'm very restrictive thinking right. that it ends. Friend, if the idea of connecting to your angels and changing your life using your very own spiritual gifts sounds amazing and is deeply resonating with you today, I want you to go on my website and check out my angel membership. Registration is open. Sign up today and you'll get access to new course content and events each week and a private community. Members love how everything you need for your spiritual awakening is all in one place. Sign up today, angel membership. It's incredibly healing. Also, the winner of this month's free reading with me is in the show notes below. Leave a five-star positive review of my podcast or book, and you could be next month's winner. Lastly, check out the upcoming events page on my website, theangelmedium.com, because we have a lot of upcoming events that I know you're going to be interested in. Well, and, and I think it leads to a completely different experience of life, right? So when you, um, I had a counselor once that I went to and he said, Julie, those who don't believe in God live a much different experience than those who do believe in God. Because when you believe that there's something greater than yourself, something bigger than yourself, and you're one piece in the puzzle, you do look and you anchor in and you do look for guidance for God to God universe source to guide us. And we anchor into our purpose and it really keeps us here. Because if you think about depression and anxiety and, and, even suicidal thoughts, which I've had before too. And um, I think I'm finally to the point where I've never let myself say like, I'm a survivor of suicidal ideation, right? Um, but so are you too. And when we come into those moments in life, if we don't believe in something bigger than ourselves, if we don't believe we have purpose, if we just believe this all ends, what is the point? What is keeping us here? There's just zero energy anchoring us into being here. And the hardest thing I think to speak these words is that 
we're all going to go through that at some point. Like life is not peachy keen for anybody here on earth. And so no matter where you're at, no matter what your experience is, you're going to have dark moments. You're going to have tough moments. You're going to have moments where you're like, this is not fun. This is not what I signed up for. <laughs> Life was supposed to be different. They promised me a different thing. Um, right. Waiter, I'll send this <laughs> life back. Can I get a new one? Um, and and I just truly believe with every cell in my being that it's it's not even a thought, like 110%. Everything that is, is God's energy. We're all here as part of one collective consciousness. If you are here alive in this time on our planet, when there are more crises than ever before, when there is so much work that needs to be done more than ever before, you have purpose. And, you know, I'm just going to keep repeating this until I'm blue in the face. If every single soul worked on their purpose, because this is what happens and it happens with me. It happens with so many people that I talk to. Everybody is like, but it's just so little. Like, right, like my piece, my piece. And you could even say that with a podcast, right? Like my piece is so little, like I'm just coming on and, and sharing angel stories. No, if every single person said, this is my piece and it's not little because it fits into this much grander whole. And if everybody was doing their piece, we would be where we needed to be as a collective consciousness. Absolutely. I mean, you just said something that touched me is knowing that everything is God, right? Is that energy that is not separate from us. And I think that was the piece that it was missing, you know, like for my parents becoming, you know, being Catholic, but believing in ends is more like it's, no, you just have to let it go and go to the other side. And then thinking that, no, you do matter. What you're doing is, you know, helping all that energy, everything. It's like, you probably will be happier, healthier. Like you will have more life because you will know really that what you're doing has a greater impact, even if only is towards me, right? Like if you see it, like if you had that expansive view and energy, you will have transmitted to me as your daughter, so I wouldn't have had gone through this, you know, my depression and dark period could have been gray, not as dark as it was, right? Because I had something else to like, oh, to remember. Yeah, I remember this. So then I can come back to love. And then in that moment, even if I don't have any contact other than my kids and my husband, right? But I'm giving that to my kids. So they the goal will be that they don't have to go through this dark yeah. place in their lives. So I do, you know, I do agree with you 100%. It is the collective. And if all of us will be doing something like that, just imagine, right? No, all of us <laughs> doing our own individual piece and not poo-pooing it. I mean, this is an energy that we control, right? Like we control whether we poo-poo things or whether or not we're proud of something. And I think that the word proud gets a bad rep from pride, but 
I think that there is a feeling of being proud to work for God, right? And just to say, I have dedicated my life to God, universe, source, and being a tool that they can work through to help humanity in any way, shape, or form. And I know I'm just one little teeny tiny piece, but I'm going to be happy to do that piece. And when you poo-poo it, you minimize yourself. And what your your guardian angels just whispered, and this is to everybody here, is you also minimize them. You minimize God, universe's sources, mission for you. Because, um, and I've struggled with this in my life. Uh, I think if I could be addicted to anything, it would be, I am addicted to food and um, working, right? And I think a lot of us just want to work, work, work not realizing how big of an impact our families are, our friends are, our community is, and that we're needed in those spaces too. We're needed not just within our work, we're needed to bring the energy and the vibration of joy into this world by experiencing joy. We're needed to bring in the energy and the vibration of love into this world um, by loving others and accepting and receiving love um, within our own lives from others. And so your role, like when you poo-poo, okay, my work purpose is this, but I want it to be this grand, huge thing. Um, you minimize spirits all-encompassing whole purpose of all of the love you're supposed to share, all of the love you're supposed to experience, all of the joys you're supposed to experience, all of the passion, all of the excitement, all of the downs that bring you to your ups, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're such an inspiration, <laughs> Lena. Oh my goodness. I love getting to talk to you. Yeah. And that leads me to my second story, which is one of those that are not as great. The ones that you go like, okay, can I just <laughs> change my life? So like, I want to say this was a week after I met my guardian angel. So then I was for that entire week, I was going, oh, you know what? You were doing the, the angel formula. So then I was following that as well. So the 31 cooking. days. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so I was, you know, dedicating like about an hour every morning to this. And, you know, so I was like really into, into it, right? So I said, I met my guardian angel. What else is happening? I was super excited, right? So and because, so then I was, okay, this year I wanted to be a good year. I want, you know, I wanted to do the steps I need to take to make it a good year. So one of my main focuses was my health, right? So I'm a pretty healthy person, but it was just more like, let's just focus on, you know, have optimal health. So I remember I, I was meditating this one morning and the guard, uh, oh, so we had like two days before that we had uh, our landlord said, oh, guys, I'm selling the house. You guys have to move out. And we were like, oh, no, why? I don't want this. So but anyway, so I started meditating. And I said, OK, 
I need to know that I'm in the right, you know, that I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing, that I'm following the right steps. Just send me, just, I want to start seeing signs. Send me a sign. So I saw a sunflower, right? Said, okay, I'm going to look for sunflowers today. So to my surprise, I ended up in the ER that night. I had the most horrific headache that you could ever imagine. I was, is it was just I couldn't. It was just well. I ended up in the ER. I was just to my husband, take me. I can't anymore. So he took me. What I was in the ER, you know, I was starting with my phone and I opened Instagram, and the first thing that I see was an account that I don't follow. Her name was Lena, so my same name, and she had a picture of a huge sunflower in there. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? The skeptic in me is like, ah, all right. <laughs> so anyway, they sent me for to take a, to do a CT scan, and there was a sunflower in the wall of the CT room. And so I was like, Stop. okay. Uh, hold on, it, just, it keeps getting better and better. <laughs> well, <laughs> the signs, not the story. <laughs> so then I came back. It happened that they found a brain tumor. So I have right now a brain tumor. But, you know, so when the doctor called me, he, well, he told me, you have, we found a mask. He called me by the shoulders and he says, I know the words are big. Don't get scared by the words. We never find anything. This is small. It's tiny. We never find anything. It's always when something is happening that we find it. And, you know, it's, it's not too late, but it's, you know, there's, it has taken over some part of the brain or something. But this is tiny. You have all the time, all the resources, everything to get it taken care of. So this never happens. You're just the luckiest person I've ever seen. So I was like, but anyway, I was just like, I have a brain tumor. Oh, my God. You know, like. All right. So, and I was still in pain. So for the next couple of days, you know, I was dealing with the pain, trying to just what's happening in here. My family was super, you know, my husband and my daughter, my daughter was the same, like, dad, you should go and get some apple cider so we can do some toast in here because this is so good. Mom is going to be fine. They just found it. So they were like kind of trying to bring that energy. Anyway, from them on, Julie, I went to the MRI room and a big, like a three sunflowers sitting right there in front of me. And I'm like, huh. Then I go and see the neurologist. Another sunflower sitting right there by the desk. I had then, um, so then an last week, an appointment with the neurosurgeon and it was virtual. So then I was talking to the receptionist and, you know, she was doing all my paperwork and then so I could see her office. And then behind she had a board that she had pinned a big sunflower. <laughs> and so every time it's like, I don't know, you know, like, I don't know what you're doing, but this is what's supposed to, you know, this is supposed to be happening. This is actually, a, yeah, I have a brain tumor, but I'm happy. <laughs> you know, my mouth is on the floor right now. Yeah. So wow. Yeah. Lena, so how long ago was this? This was January 15, so about 2 months ago. Wow. So what is your treatment plan? Um 
that's the hardest part. That's been the hardest part is the waiting, you know, like appointments are so far away. And so just another appointment, another referral. So I do feel that I'm being, that I'm truly taken care of. I've been referred to the most amazing doctors. It seems like they're all working together, even if they don't know each other. It's just really weird. Um, so I had, um, because I live in a small town, so then there was a neurologist here that referred me to a surgeon. So I had to drive like a couple of hours from here. But he said to me, yeah, the, neuro- the neurologist called me like on the phone. She never does that. But she said, can you please see her? <laughs> I was like, oh, so uh, so he just had me for, so the treatment plan is, there could be, probably there's going to be surgery to remove it, but there also could be some maybe radiation or chemo just to reduce the size. Um, but I had this past Tuesday, and that was another like crazy story with no sunflowers, but like crazy story. Like I was on the phone, but he referred me to a neuro ophthalmologist just to see because it's sitting between the optic nerve and the pituitary gland. It just located itself between the two. So the surgeon was saying, even though it's very tiny, there's no room for anything there. So if the tumor grows, it's just going to press pressure on the optic nerve and affect your side, or it's going to put a lot of pressure on the pituitary gland and affect your hormones and everything. So to be able to make a decision, I have to have both assessed. So I called, so he referred me to a neuro ophthalmologist. So I was making the appointment and the lady was like, oh no, there's no appointments in June, no appointments in July. So I'm like, what are we talking about? And she's just like, oh my God, you have to be the luckiest person in the world. Somebody just canceled online. Can you be here next Tuesday? And that was like two days ago. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'll be there. <laughs> I'm like, see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's just been one thing over the, you know, on top of the other one, I went to do the assessment and they did a field test when they looked for your peripheral uh, vision. So I did it. And then the doctor was looking at it and looking. um, She was just there quiet looking. And she just looked at me and said, I don't know. I have this gut feeling, but I want to redo this test. Do you have time to redo it? I was like, yeah, go and do it. So then I did the test again. And then she came back and I said, oh, thanks God I follow my gut. And I said, what happened? And she said, look at the two of them with the first result. I was going to schedule surgery for tomorrow. <laughs> it just looked really bad. Um, but then um, what happened was that apparently, like if you are after 40 or something, you know, like your age, the machine adds like an extra lens or a thicker lens that I didn't need. So it completely distorted the test. <gasps> Yeah, so I said, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. I was just sitting in here and it was just <laughs> like, oh, I just feel like I need to redo this test. Wow. Thank goodness she listened to her intuition. Right? Yes. <laughs> so every time I was like, thank you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. 
So there's an energy that's been with us as you've been talking. It's your mom's mom. Is she on the other side? Yes. Okay. So I want you to know that she's with you on this and she's just, her energy is completely surrounding you. Um, It's also surrounding your kids because they're so worried and such huge empaths that they're kind of taking on some of this energy for you. So she just brings in this massive amount of her omnipresent energy and just shows me how much of it is just blanketing and comforting and covering um, your entire family right now. Um, She says you will have the best possible outcome. Okay, so I want you to continue to see that. But I want everybody here to pray for you today as you know, this is airing. I just um, we're going to do two prayers at the end. Spirit said, um, I want, uh, I'm going to lead us in a prayer to have everybody pray for your health and everybody in the world who's kind of going through something similar right now. I'd also love it if we end too with you doing a prayer in Spanish, if you wouldn't mind, Um, because I feel like there's things on your heart that the angel said that you want to pray about too for the world. Um, but I wanted you to know that that grandmotherly energy is there and you knew her in this lifetime, right? Because she keeps taking me back to you being a little girl and just loving these memories of you being such an energetic and just such a joy filled child. You gave me goosebumps because she passed away when I was three years old. So I never, I'm. And she was very sick. So I never, all my memories of her are she in bed. So I kind of never really thought that she was here with me. Uh, Yeah, I do remember that I would arrive from school because my boss used to drop me off there. Um, you know, it would always be like, oh, I'm just going to go into grandma and just jump in her bed. And, and my aunt, that she still lived in the house, she was always like, no, 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 get out of there. You're just disturbing <laughs> grandma. But it's just, that's all my memories that I just been thought of that I needed to leave the bedroom and leave her rest. But it was just me like playing with her hands and jumping, you know, over her. And yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's all I remember of her. Yeah. Well, you could imagine um, if the roles were reversed and you had a granddaughter who was coming in, how much you would love just like to be around her energy. And um, she still like sees that part of your soul, right? And she loves that part of your soul, the, the joy and just the enthusiasm and the excitement. And so I want you to know that she's coming through and she said, I know that you have a fight in front of you, but she said, I want you to see the best possible outcome. And she said, I want you to really visualize yourself as um, 90, 100 year old woman with your kids and your grandkids surrounding you and just being in like the best health possible, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. One more thing before we go into the prayer that I want to bring up. Um, and I don't say this to everybody, but there's a lot of energy around this for you. Um, 
you're not exactly sure how you want to use it, but there's some way that you want to use this spirituality to be of service, to help in some capacity. What's been coming into you like with nuggets of information from spirit? I am... I have this certainty that there's something I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I don't know what it is. You know, I have, you know, I have my job and something totally different. Um, but it's just kind of like I like there's something that it means that I'm supposed to do. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um so here's what I want to let you know. Mm-hmm. I want you to research all different types of healing, right? Because there are all different types of healing. Um, some people do healing with horses, where people ride horses and really tune into the energy of horses. Some people do art therapy. Some people do um, journaling therapy and healing work and energy work. Some people do hands-on healing work. Some people want to be able to bring through messages. Um, I mean, when you go through the different lists and I've searched them on the internet before, I think I've got one in the back of my book that I compiled too of all different types of healing modalities. When you start to research them, it becomes very clear because you go through and you're like, no, that's not for me. No, that's not it either. Nope, that's not it. But then as you do research, you stumble upon things and you're like, it's this. I need to look at this more. And it could be anything in the list, right? And there could be 50, 100 things on the list. Whatever those couple that stand out where you're like, okay, I circled three out of 100. I need to go into these three. As you start to explore them in more depth, stuff becomes apparent to you, right? And we're in a day and age where sometimes we need to bridge different modalities and bring different modalities together. So I want you to um, give yourself permission to just do some research and some exploration of all of these different healing modalities so that you're able to feel the alignment with what is calling to you. What your guardian angel just said to say is, um, and your grandma is standing right next to him. Um, if you don't give yourself permission to do that research, that's where we kind of spin where it's a year later, it's three years later, it's seven years later. And we're like, Oh, I still don't know. We haven't given ourselves permission to really dive deeper, to really look at the full list of everything that we could do to really work with our angels and have them show us different visions. Cause it could be something completely different and there is nothing out there yet. But when you give yourself permission to do that, you feel resonance, you feel alignment at what your grandma just said is that it's part of this journey for you, that this healing modality that you're interested in not only is going to help you heal, but when you're on the other side of your healing treatment and you're fully healed yourself, you are going to work with people in some way to teach them what it is that you learned. And um, they're really excited for you to get to do that work. Thank you. 
Yay, yes. I'm out of words. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Lena. Oh, I hope everybody just had a great time today. I um I'm so sorry for what you are going through, but I just love your energy. You are a, a beautiful radiant soul. And um, I'd love everybody just to kind of bow our heads together and say a little prayer. Dear God, universe source, please wrap Lena in your love, your energy, your warmth, your oneness. And Lord, we pray that you always keep angels surrounded um, with Archangel Raphael and Lena's team of healers healing angels please keep them surrounding this tumor in order to shrink this tumor in order to lead the doctors to um, help her to get rid of the tumor completely and have zero signs of cancer within her body and i want everybody who's listening right now to just imagine this moment when lena is all the way healed and getting this notification from her doctors and i just want you to see her smiling joyful maybe even jumping up and down or raising her hands like yes in the air see her celebrating that night with her family um toasting thanking crying and um, just really, really feel her gratitude in that moment for the cancer being fully, fully gone. Um, and God, universe source, we ask you also to extend your oneness energy out and surround everybody who is going through a medical diagnosis in this life right now with the max number of angels possible the right angels to help them through their diagnoses to find the right answers to bring healing into their lives and as we do this work we feel the oneness radiating through us going out into the world it doesn't come from us it comes from god so it it doesn't limit us in any way it comes from an unlimited store source and just moves through us via our intention to everyone within the world who needs it and we can feel ourselves just as this open vessel that allows oneness to radiate out to everyone who needs it at any time lena i i feel like you have a prayer that you could say in spanish to um everybody listening and um i'll let you take that away okay Thank you, Chloe. Yeah. Señor, te pido por todos aquellos espíritus, por todas aquellas personas, por aquellas todas hermosas almas que se encuentran un poco perdidas en el mundo, te pido para que ayudes, que, para que ayudes a que ellas sientan tu amor, tu luz, tu vibración, para que puedan cerrar sus ojos y encontrar paz, tener la fe y la certeza de que no están solos, de que esta vida no se tiene que vivir sola en miedos y en oscuridad. Te pido para que puedan abrir sus ojos, sus ojos del interior, para que puedan ver luz, para que puedan ver luz donde no exista, para que con toda la certeza puedan sentir fe de que no se encuentran solos. Mm. I can feel the energy coming through. <laughs> I got tears. Oh, Lena. Oh my God. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me. 
Thank you so much for having me. This was truly a blessing. Me too. It was a blessing for me. Thank you, Lena. Thank you for everybody listening. Mm -hmm. If you have angel stories, we'd love to have you share them on the show. You can hop on over to my website, theangelmedium.com to share your story on the show. Beautiful soul. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are sitting around you now, who's connecting with you, and how they're supporting you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a virtual session. You can do a reading with me or a member on my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the best they can to support you and guiding you to the life you want to live. Virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website, never, never, never offered on social media, only offered on theangelmedium.com. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn energy healing, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and business mastery skills. That's the Angel Reiki School. You can find more information on theangelmedium.com or DM me over on Instagram at Angel Podcast with any questions you have. Friends, before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hand on your heart, taking a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love in front of you. I want you to step into that love in front of you. And I want you to feel it as it fills your body, your chakras, and your auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? and open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you. 